talk about the environment and what's happening to it, the way that humans have become so destructive of the life systems that maintain life on the planet. Very often we get caught up in particular attitudes or ideas or plans or schemes that we think we need to adopt and often for environmentalists that means having a, a very self-righteous feeling that we're right and other people are wrong and so we approach people with that attitude which is so counterproductive because who wants to listen to somebody who thinks you're wrong and whose whole attitude and energy is condemning and yet it is true that the human presence on the planet is destroying the very foundation of of life, at least human life. So it really can't be avoided that human activity has become really suicidal. We're destroying the very basis of our own life. But the way that we go about this, addressing this, so often repeats the basic problem, which as I see it is this need for control. That in, in all our relationships with each other and, and with the earth, we really want to be in control. We want to have things our way. We want to manipulate the world so that it's more comfortable and safe feeling, secure feeling for, for me. So we really want to change the world so that it fits my image of it, my demands on it. And there's, there's really very little freedom. And for me, there's, there's really one thing that 
cannot easily be talked about. That, that answers this question of how we can live without manipulation and control. And the word, the only word that even comes close to describing it is love. It's really our love for the world. It's our love for life that creates the space in which life can flourish. And it's our demands on life and our desire to control and manipulate life for our own comfort that really reduces the possibility of any comfort. So what is this thing called love? Of course, I'm not talking about romantic love. I'm not talking about possessive love. What I really mean is allowing things to be as they are. If I love my wife, that doesn't mean I want her to conform to my demands. It doesn't mean I demand that she always be there for me. It means that I want her to be herself completely. It means I love her as she is. And of course that's a very slippery thing, who she is. Over time her looks change, over time her ideas change, from day to day, she may be more available or less available. For a while, we may have the same interests, and then her interests or my interests may change. So what I really love is not any particular thing, but the fact of her and the joy of knowing that she exists and being with her. And if I really love life, that doesn't mean I'm putting demands on life. It doesn't mean I'm insisting that life give me just what I want. It means I love life as it is. 
constantly changing, transforming, evolving, surprising, creative, inventive, always new. And and really I have to apply this to myself as well and things get very interesting here because for such a long time my own sense of who I am my sense of identity of personal identity has really been wrapped up in some set of ideas about myself certain attitudes or opinions or uh, certain affiliations with nation or a community or a family group and when one realizes that all of these things are constantly changing there can be a, a tightening of the grip of really wanting things to stay the same and and in one's own sense of self of really holding on to what's familiar and really seeking out situations that reinforce familiar attitudes and familiar opinions and familiar ways of responding to the world when the grip starts loosening it can become very hard to pin down exactly who I am because my old ideas aren't my ideas anymore the opinions I had yesterday I don't hold today I certainly can't identify with any particular aspect of this body, how it looks, how it feels. That's all changing. I can't hold on to any particular person. Relationships shift. Our loved ones die. We leave the family and create new families. Our children leave home and find lives of their own. Where is there anything here that I can hold on to that I can really say is me forever, lasting, unchangeable? There's nothing. The dogs are barking now, but in an hour they won't be barking. Are the dogs defined by their barks? So the whole world begins to get a little slippery. And the thing that remains is love.
this love which is simply allowing the whole swirl of life to continue to swirl. There's simply a delight in existence as it's manifesting in other people, in oneself, in the animals, in the plants, in the air, in the earth, the soil, the rock, the rivers, the seas. And this is experienced internally as a shift away from identifying with anything external, including one's own opinions and attitudes and feelings and thoughts and perceptions, to a sense that there is a center to all of this that is experienced as stillness, as silence, but it's not the stillness of passivity or quietness, it's the stillness like the center of a turning wheel. Absolutely still, motionless, and yet it is the center of all motion. There's nothing personal in this. The feeling of it is not that there, I have a center, you have a center, the earth has a center, every animal has a center, and there are billions and billions of separate centers. The feeling is that there's one center around which the whole of existence swirls. And this body and its perceptions and experiences is part of the movement. And that body and its experiences is part of the movement. And all of the creatures and the plants and the whole organism together and its experience and its perception all moves around this same center. And there's the sense that this center has no interest in control or manipulation. Organization is necessary for life. Life is organized and intelligent and creative and intricately complex in its organization. But control, manipulation, forcing other lives into a box for the sole benefit of one small part of the whole, it is of no interest to the whole and the center around which the whole revolves. And there's the sense that when one discovers this still point in oneself, that 
one is finding the still center of the whole of existence. Not a personal center, but the center of everything. And in this discovery of the center then, this organism, this body and brain, and all its perceptions and experiences and moods, swings, and all the rest of it, are but one aspect of me. There's this sense that really I am everything. I am the movement of everything. This body and brain are just one aspect of me. This isn't, you know, this little ego and large to encompass everything. It's really the ego diminishing to the point where this center of being comes into the foreground. So it's a complete shift in perspective away from this body and brain as the center to the very center of life and existence and matter and energy, the very center of that as the center of my life. And this body and this brain are just one tiny part of who I know myself to be. And this body and brain still have, you know, still has its foibles and its faults and its imperfections and its preferences and its opinions and those don't go away. But they don't define anything. They don't define reality and they don't define me. So this is what I mean by love. Knowing the still center is the center of what I am and it includes everything. It includes the movement of the whole. And I call that still center love because it is, it wants nothing but for everything to be what it is. The language is tricky because even there it sounds like there's some separation between the center and the movement of the whole, and there is no separation. The movement of the whole and the center are one thing, just like the center of the wheel and the movement of the wheel are one thing. So the whole movement of life is really only interested in being the whole movement of life. It's making no demands on itself. It just wants to be wild and free.
And that then can be embodied in this body and this mind. This body can become an expression of that love for everything that wants everything to be exactly as it is, that simply loves everybody and everything for what they are. When this is really fully realized, it's, it's not a personal thing. It's not me loving everything. It's a recognition that there is this deep love at the center that loves everything, including this body. And that that's really where this comes from. It's not a matter of getting this brain trained right, or getting that brain trained right, or getting that person to behave a certain way, or getting this person to behave a certain way. It's not dependent on anything. It's already present. It's already real, it's already active in everything, in each of us and in everything. It is already active, it's already present. Nothing has to change, nothing has to be achieved. There's no acquisition involved, there's nothing that has to be gotten. It's simply the recognition of something that's already true, that's already present, that's already the very foundation of everything. But we're so caught up in trying to manipulate and trying to arrange and trying to get everything just so and trying to achieve what we want that we miss this quiet, still center of love. We just miss it. We ignore it. We pay no attention to it when it is the one essential thing that will restore balance to the whole movement of life. Mm -hmm.